Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. It is so good to be with you tonight in the house of the Lord. If you have your Bible, we're going to turn to Ezekiel chapter 37. So good to be here. I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to stand here at my home church where it all started, where I first met the Lord. I give honor today to my pastor. I'm thankful for his vision, his leadership. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful for you. I'm glad you made the choice to be here. That was a decision you made. No one made you come here tonight. You were hungry for the Lord, so you got, to, you got your clothes on, you got ready, said, I got to be there tonight. You made it, and you came through the door, you came in here, hands lifted, ready to go, ready to worship. Thank you for making that choice. I want the Lord to do something in this room today. How about you? Would you like to hear from heaven tonight? I'd like to hear from heaven tonight. I'd like him to open up the windows of heaven and just pour out his power and his anointing and his spirit. How about you? Hallelujah. God, I need you in this place. Ezekiel chapter 37. And if you preach with me tonight, I promise I won't keep you very long. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about and behold there were very many in the open valley and lo they were very dry answered O Lord God verse number three and he said unto me son of man can these bones live and I answered O Lord God thou knowest I don't know. Why would you ask me that? No idea. You, you know. Again, he said unto me, he said, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Verse number seven. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise Oh, to be there in this vision with Ezekiel to just hear that sound and behold there was a shaking and the bones came together bone to his bone and when I beheld lo the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them above and but but there was no breath in them then he said unto me prophesy unto the wind Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them. And they lived and stood up upon their feet in exceeding great army. 
Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Mm. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of the graves and bring you into the land of Israel. How many know it's time to come out of graves? And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I've opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you and you shall live and I shall place you in your own land and ye shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it, I've performed it, saith the Lord. The Lord wants to do a performance tonight. Why don't you lift up your hands, lift up your voices. We're going to talk about Ezekiel prophesy. Jesus, I need you in the room today. God, we need you to speak, Lord. We need you to move, God. We need you to perform tonight, Father. God, I pray you speak to some dried up bones. I pray, God, that you heal some dried bones today. I pray you give hope today. I pray you bring life today in this room. We need your anointing. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. The Lord told Ezekiel to prophesy three times. All three times the Lord told Ezekiel what to prophesy. He tells Ezekiel, I need you to prophesy three very specific things. This is what I envision. This is what I see. This is what I want to happen here. We often look at this passage and we look at it through the lens of faith. We relate this to you and I speaking faith. That definitely makes for some good preaching. And that idea is a principle you can follow all throughout the word of God to speak faith into things. But I want to consider this a little differently tonight. I I don't think this is just about looking through the lens of faith. This is different. This is a prophetic word. Ezekiel is prophesying. There's a difference between the two from having faith and prophesy when operating in faith that's about you believing it's you speaking your desires your needs your wants into existence faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen faith is this internal belief that what you pray will come to pass We look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 22 through 24, and Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Based on that first statement, we know we're about to talk about faith. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith therefore I say unto you what things soever ye desire when ye pray believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them that is speaking faith That's a word of faith. That's operating in faith. You're speaking things into existence, believing they're going to happen. Very different than what happens here with Ezekiel. Ezekiel isn't speaking in faith. 
In fact, when he's questioned by God about his faith on whether or not the bones are going to be able to come together, this is how the interaction goes. In verse number three, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, uh-huh. I don't know. Oh, Lord, you know. Now, that would have been a perfect moment for the Lord said, now, let me tell you about faith. But you didn't hear that. He didn't talk about that. He didn't try to make Ezekiel to believe. That was all the conversation was. That was it. The Lord's not trying to convince him to believe here. Because this passage isn't about the faith of Ezekiel. But instead, verse 11 tells us the purpose. He said unto me, son of man, these bones are the house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dry and our hope is lost and we're cut off from our parts. This isn't about Ezekiel's faith. This is about the bones of Israel. This is about God's people coming alive again. He says, I don't need you to believe this. I don't need you to think it's going to happen or not think it's going to happen. This isn't a faith thing. This is a matter of fact thing. I need the people of Israel to come alive. And he says, I need you to speak three very specific things to my people. I don't need you to know if this is going to work. I don't need you to do anything here other than what I'm telling you to do. It's not about you. It's about the bones. So there are three prophecies here the Lord gives to Ezekiel to say to the bones. We pick up here in verse number four, and the Lord is telling Ezekiel exactly what he wants him to say. Prophecy one. O ye drive bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. You tell Ezekiel, you tell the house of Israel what it is I'm telling you to say. And so Ezekiel did just that. Verse 7. So I prophesied, not as I believed, but as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. There was a shaking and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Prophecy one, as you can tell by the result in verse eight, was all about the bones. It was all about healing. It was about mending and forming and covering the bones. The Bible said the bones are dry. They cry out, our hope is lost. We're cut away. The healing process of a broken bone is beautiful and so interesting. It begins with blood. A hematoma or a blood clot begins to form around the break. It releases healing cells that provide protection, nutrients, and form what's called a callus over the broken bone. 
The callus begins to join the bones together over a period of time and new bone begins to form and strengthen and straighten out. I've come to tell somebody tonight, healing starts with the blood. Healing starts with the blood. Mending starts with the blood. All hope is lost without the blood. But when what's broken is covered by the blood, healing starts to happen. When what's broken is covered by the blood, hope is found. You never receive healing if you don't receive the blood. You don't find forgiveness if you don't find the blood. I wonder if there's somebody in the room today who knows what it's like to be covered by the blood. Why don't you lift your hands and your voices to the heavens? Oh, come on, somebody. If you know what it's like to have the blood of Jesus start to repair broken bones, why don't you lift your voice? If you know what it's like for him to start mending the pieces of your life, I wonder why don't you give him praise? Healing starts with the blood. Oh, that's it, that's it. Come on, come on. I've come to tell somebody today, if you've never experienced the blood of Jesus Christ, if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, be baptized today. Jesus said in Matthew 26 and 28, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. The blood of Jesus is shed for remission of sins now if we go to acts chapter 2 we find an application of this verse 38 and peter said unto them repent everyone repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for what for the remission of sins when you're baptized you're covered when you're baptized you're covered by the blood they're connected Romans chapter 6, 1 and 4. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead in sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ. We're baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. Somebody thank him for the blood. Somebody thank him for the blood. I make mistakes every day, but the blood. I fall short every day, but the blood. Thank you for the blood. Where would I be without the blood? Hey, Ezekiel, prophesy. Prophesy to the bones. We need the blood. We need the blood. Lift your hands, lift your voices all across the room. I need the blood. Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And there was a shaking. And the bones came together. 
bone to his bone what would happen in this room tonight if every person who was covered by the blood would lift their voice what would happen in this room if every person who was at one point with dry and hopeless bones could be brought back to wholeness oh god give us the blood Verse 8, and when I beheld, lo, the sinews of the flesh came upon them, and the skin was covered them above. There was no breath in them. Somebody say it starts with the blood. Verse 11, he said unto me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we're cut off from our parts. Zechariah 13 and 1 says a fountain will be open to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from the sin and impurity. There's a beautiful song. and It's an old song. It says, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. Sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. The dying thief rejoiced to see the fountain in his day. And there have I, though vile as he, washed all my sins away. Dear dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power till all the ransomed church of God be saved to sin no more. Ere since by faith I saw the stream thy flowing wounds supply, redeeming love has been my theme and shall be till I die. Then in a nobler, sweeter song, I'll sing thy power to save. When this poor, lisping, stammering tongue lies silent in the grave. Lord, I believe thou hast prepared, unworthy though I be. For me, a blood-bought free reward, a golden heart for me. I'm so thankful for the blood. It starts with the blood. Verse number nine, then he said unto me, this is prophecy two. Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man. Say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God. Come from our four winds. O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. Ezekiel, the second thing that I need you to do is look toward the sky and speak to the wind. Say, breathe. And so this is what Ezekiel did. Verse number 10, so I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them. And they lived and stood up on their feet. The Bible said an exceeding great army. All of a sudden, what was dead is now full of life, living and breathing. What was dead and broken is whole and alive. Prophecy one, we need the blood applied. Prophecy two, it's time to apply the spirit. Jesus answered in John chapter three and said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Does he enter a second time into his mother's womb? And Jesus, and he, and he said, he said, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. And then he says, the wind bloweth where it listeth. 
And thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that's born of the Spirit. There's a connection between wind and the Spirit. Ezekiel says the wind's going to blow and it's going to breathe life. And, and here there's, there's a connection between wind and, and the Spirit. And we see it happen in Acts chapter 2 verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want the blood applied and I want the Spirit applied. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. I loved hearing growing up Brother Carson talk about this verse. The word power means dunamis. That means miraculous power. Oh, I love hearing him talk about it. You receive miraculous power when you get the gift of the Holy Ghost. Power for what? Power to win. Power to not give up. Power to get back up when you fall. Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Power for what? Power to overcome the enemy. Power to walk in victory. Luke 10 and 19, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Brother Timothy, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't think I'm going to win this one. I keep falling. I keep failing. I don't think I'm going to make it this time. Hey, do you have the blood? Yeah. Do you have the spirit? If you do, you've got everything you need. You're going to make it. You're going to be okay. You're going to get back up. Do you got the blood? Do you have the spirit? Hey, get back up. You're going to be okay. Oh, come on, somebody. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voices. Wind of God, blow. Oh, but, but you don't understand. I keep falling. I keep falling. Is his spirit strong enough? Oh, I've come to tell you about who he is. Job chapter 26. I'm going to read another translation because I like it. But they're going to put the King James up here. You've certainly been a great help to a helpless man. This is Job talking to God. You came to the rescue just in the nick of time. What wonder, wonderful advice you've given to a mixed up man. What amazing insights you've provided. Where in the world did you learn all this? How did you become so inspired? All the buried dead are in torment. And all who have drowned in the deep, deep sea. Hell is ripped open before God. Graveyards dug up and exposed. He spreads the skies over unformed space. He hangs the earth out in empty space. He pours water into the cumulus cloud bags. And the bags don't burst. He makes the moon wax and wane. Putting it through its phases. He draws the horizon over the ocean. He sets a boundary between light and darkness. Thunder crashes 
branches rumbles in the skies listen it's God raising his voice by his power he still sees storms by his wisdom he tames sea creatures with one breath he clears the sky with one finger he crushes the sea serpent and this is only the beginning a mere whisper of his rule whatever we do what if he really raised his voice somebody get it the God of heaven the God of earth the God that one day every knee will bow every tongue will confess he is fighting for you he's on your side he's inside of you if you've got the blood applied if you've got the spirit applied he's fighting for you Oh, I love that last line. Whatever would we do if he really raised his voice? Understand tonight, when you've got the blood, you've got the spirit, there's nothing hell can do. There's nothing hell can do that has more power than the power inside of you. Romans 8 and 31, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Isaiah 59 and 19, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Did you know that same power, that same power is living in you right now tonight. Romans 8 and 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. John 14 and 12. Verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my father. This brings a new understanding to how Ezekiel ended verse 10. He said, so I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood upon their feet in exceeding great army. Because of that dunamis power, I've come to talk to somebody struggling today. When you've got the blood, when you've got the breath of God, when you've got the power of God, there's nothing that can stop you from winning this battle. There's nothing hell can do to stop you from moving forward. There's nothing the enemy can do to stop you from overcoming those thoughts, to stop you from overcoming those struggles, to stop you from overcoming that fight. Romans 8 and 39, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The devil would like to make you believe that you don't have what it takes to survive this, to make it through this. You're just going to keep falling, but next time is going to be your last. But I wonder if somebody would stand up to the enemy and say, as he did in Micah, rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. Matthew 18, verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever ye loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. It's that dunamis power. That's right. yeah. 
First Corinthians, thanks be to God, which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you got the blood, if you've got the spirit, then you've got the victory. It's already won. Lift your hands if you want the wind of God tonight. Hallelujah. Blow in this room, Lord. Sweep us away. Sweep in with your glory. Show us your holies. Show us your presence. Breathe into dry bones. Breathe into us tonight. Breathe life. Breathe life, God. Breathe life. Prophecy one, bones come together. Apply the blood. Prophecy two, the wind blows. The spirit of God. Prophecy three, stand with me. Ezekiel, the last thing I need you to do is prophesy to the people a word of hope and a word of victory. The word here, keep in mind, is coming from God to Ezekiel and then to the people. Verse number 12. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel and ye shall know that I am the Lord when I've opened your graves oh my people and I brought you up out of your graves and ye shall put my spirit in you and ye shall live and I shall place you in your own land and then ye shall know that I the Lord have spoken it and performed it saith the Lord My favorite part to this chapter is before Ezekiel could even prophesy that. The Bible said the Lord spoke to him again. In verse 15, the word of the Lord came again unto me saying. Again, that was before Ezekiel could prophesy that third prophecy. Okay. Prophesy Ezekiel. Verse 19, he gets interrupted again. Say unto them, thus saith the Lord God. Again, before Ezekiel could even speak a third prophecy, the Lord busted in. And then verse 21, the spirit of the Lord came to him again and said, hey, I need you to say this as well. Before Ezekiel could even say his third prophecy, the Lord took over the chapter. I look at that and I think of God and this this feeling, this, this love just took over. Ezekiel never said the third prophecy. I imagine the Lord is talking about his people. He's talking about the revival. He's talking about the victory. And soon he's taken over with passion for you. Passion for you. Ezekiel, I need you to say this. Okay, Lord. No, 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 no. Add this too. Okay. No, no, no. Stop. Add this too. I can see Ezekiel like, oh, my word. When are you going to let me say? When are you going to let me say it, God? Oh, but he was just overwhelmed, overtaken by his love for you and me. Woo! 
But what did he tell Ezekiel to say to the bones that Ezekiel never got the chance to say? What did he tell Ezekiel to say to the ones who, who now have life breathed back into them that he never got the chance to say? Verse 12, he says, I will open the graves and I'll cause you to come out. I'm going to open the graves and I'm going to call you by name. And then he says, and I'm going to bring you into the land of Israel. And you're going to know I'm God. And then in verse 14, he says, well, and then I'm going to put you in the land. And, and, and you're going to know I spoke it over you and I performed it for you. Ooh, I could just see him overtaken by love for you. And he's like, okay, in verse 21, he says, well, you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to take you from the heathen. I'm going to be a deliverer for you. I'm going to pull you out. I'm going to be everything you need. And then in verse 22, he says, and you know what? There's going to be one kingdom, one king, and I'm going to forgive sin. And I'm going to cleanse my people. They're going to be my people. And I'm going to be their God. Oh! And then he keeps going in verse 26. And, and he says, I'm going to make a covenant of peace. And, and I'm going to multiply them. And I'm going to set my sanctuary in the midst of them. Why? Because I love them. Ezekiel's like, okay, can I talk? He's like, no. My tabernacle also shall be with them, and I'm going to be their God, and they're going to be my people. God, can I talk now? No. And the heathen shall know that I, the Lord, sanctify you, Israel, when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. Before Ezekiel could ever say a third prophecy, the Lord got too excited. I love it. I can picture him just overcome with passion. Overcome because he knows the plans I've got for my people. Oh, he's saying only if you knew, only if you knew what I know, only if you knew what I've got in store for you, the revival I planned for you, the deliverance I have for you, the healing I've got. Oh, only if you knew. Ezekiel, just stop talking. Let me talk to my people. Oh, Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. That word end means future, to give you an expected future. God, can I talk? No, 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 no. I'm too busy thinking about the salvation I've got for them. I, I'm too busy thinking about the, the rescue I have for my children. I've got a covenant of peace and, and the enemy are never going to know that I've sanctified them. And, and the enemy, they're going to they're gonna learn. They're going to understand your mind. The enemy will know he can't have you. He can't defeat you because for him to beat you means he has to be me. And last time I checked, I'm undefeated. So if God can get so excited about what he has in store for me and for what he has planned for you, what that tells me is it's okay if I get a little bit excited too. It's okay if I dance a little bit too. It's okay if I shout a little bit too. Why? Because I know everything is going to be all right. 
Lift your hands, lift your voices all across the room. That's it, that's it. Come on.